To God be the glory, great things He hath done. So loved He the world that He gave us His Son, who yielded His life and atonement for sin, and opened the life gate that all may go in. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear His voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father, through Jesus the Son, and give Him the glory, great things He hath done, great things He hath taught us, great things He hath done, and great are rejoicing through Jesus the
I will be reading Matthew 6, verses 19 to 21. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. How believe you guys the last one God. How God lost the God he reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God he reigns from heaven God, thank you for giving us what we need to lead our daily lives. Please continue to provide for us. Be with us as we worship this morning, especially with the young men who are learning how to lead us. Give us the courage to resist temptation and give us the strength to forgive those who wrong us. And lastly, God, in all things, let your will be done. In Christ's name, amen. I will be reading... Luke 12, verses 32 through 34. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that will not wear out, a treasure in heaven that will never fail, for no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I will be leading, you are my all in all. You're the strength when I am weak. You're the treasure that I see. You're my all in all. Seeking you as a precious jewel, or to give up I be a Sent from the 
684, first and third verse. This world is not my home. 684, first and third verse. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door And I can't dwell home in this world anymore Oh Lord, you know I have no friend like you If heaven's not my home, then Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open and I can't do at home in this world anymore. Just up in glory land, we'll live eternally. The saints. 
saints on every hand are shouting victory. The song's the sweetest praise drifts back from heaven's shore. And I can't do it in this world anymore. Oh Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't do it in this world Have you ever seen those necklaces that have a half heart on them? They come in pairs and someone else has the other half. The general idea is that someone else either completes you or has the key to open your heart. My dad and I were looking at Matthew 6:21, which says, Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. I have to admit, I really didn't know what that meant. My dad and I talked about this for a while and we came up with three things that helped us identify what our treasures were. The first thing we identified was our time. Dad asked me what I did with my time. Unfortunately, I spent a lot of time at school. I enjoy watching Netflix, playing games with my family and friends, and jumping on my trampoline. I don't use a calendar yet, but if I put everything on my calendar, what would I see? As adults who have calendars, your calendar shows you how you spend your time. Time can be spent or invested. Time spent is time you have lost. Time invested is time you are using to benefit your life or someone else's. What things are on your calendar that show your love for God? Most of us will just say going to church, but is that it? I wasn't sure what else I did for God other than being at church. Dad showed me how we prayed during the day before bed, how we read our Bible together, how we go to our VBS, and more. Matthew 25:40 says, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. 
Every time we are helping others, we are doing it for Jesus. I didn't realize that. The second thing we, we identified was our money. One thing I know, I have a lot more time than I do money, and money, just like our time, is something we can spend or invest. Dad showed me his checkbook. He said it's a record of how we spend our money, like on our house, food, giving, and other things. The amount of money we spend on each of these things shows what we care about. Is God in our checkbook? Not only can we give money in the offering plate at church, but we can also give in other ways. A little while ago, I went to a charity auction for a friend. My mom made food for the dinner, and we showed our support by being there. I never thought about that being something we were doing for Jesus. The third thing we identified was, was our mind. I get the idea of what you do with your time and money, but your mind... This one took a little more explaining. Dad shared this verse with me, Philippians 4, verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Giving our mind over to God requires us to think on these things. As I think again about where my treasures are, I realize that I think about them often. The things I love the most are the things I think about the most. When we say our prayers, remembering other people is a good way to keep our treasure in the right priority. There were once two Spanish ships that sunk during a hurricane on September 6, 1622, near Key West, Florida. Treasure hunter Mel Fisher suffered many personal losses during his 16-year search for the treasure and endured over 100 court battles, which ended in victory in the U.S. Supreme Court. The $450 million treasure would be found on July 20th, 1985. Mel suffered and sacrificed to find his treasure. Mark 12:30 says, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength." I think loving God with our time, money, and our mind are a great way to align our treasures with God's. In September, in September 2015, Time Magazine had an article on finding your passion. The article revolved around Apple co-founder Steve Jobs and how passionate he was about his work. He said, find what you're willing to suffer for, what you genuinely believe to be worth the sacrifice. These things are your passions. Most people are willing to sacrifice or suffer for their loved ones sometimes a hobby, sometimes for their job. I've seen people willing to spend thousands of dollars on their favorite sports team. There are people who make sacrifices for long hours. You have probably sacrificed to have children, allow your children to have things, or go on expensive family vacations. The fact is, we will sacrifice and suffer for the things we treasure. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus is talking about storing up our treasures in heaven. I think Jesus is trying to get us to understand what our spiritual treasures are compared to material things. I have a shelf in my bedroom, and that's where I put the things that I value the most. I have my soccer trophies up there and some of my favorite model cars. Just by walking into my room, you can look around and see what my hobbies are and what things I value. Matthew 6.21 says, Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. We all have earthly things we enjoy, and there's nothing wrong with that. Storing up our treasures in heaven doesn't apply to my model cars and my soccer trophies. As much as I enjoy those things, they will not go to heaven with me.
We need to focus on churches that will stay with us, like being servants of Christ and loving others. In Luke 14, Jesus tells a parable about a great banquet. Many people were invited, but one by one, they started making excuses why they weren't going to come. The first person said he just bought a field and had to go look at it, so he didn't go to the banquet. The second person said he just bought a yoke of oxen and he'd go try them out, so he didn't go to the banquet. And the third person said he just got married, so he didn't go to the banquet. In this parable, we see how Jesus was comparing an earthly banquet to his heavenly kingdom. He showed us that each of these people had something, a treasure, which was more important than the banquet. What will keep you from heaven? Sometimes we treasure our work more than God. Sometimes we treasure things more than God. Sometimes we treasure people over God. Regardless of what our treasures are, God should always be at the top of the list. In church, we sing a song that has these words. All things are ready, come to the feast. I love to sing. I never really thought about these words until I saw how they went with Jesus' word about the banquet. The kingdom is ready and Jesus is inviting us in. Don't treasure anything that will keep you from attending. Every day we make choices. We make choices for what we eat for breakfast, the clothes we wear, and the games we play. But some decisions are more important. We make choices to spend our money or give our money. We make choices to do what we want to do or donate our time. We make decisions to keep to ourselves or talk to someone who needs a friend. Matthew 16:26 says, For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world but forfeits his soul? We all need to gain things we can store up in heaven, things that are spiritual in nature. There are two words that contrast each other, spend and invest. Are you spending your money or investing your money in God's kingdom? Are you spending your time or investing your time? Are you spending your energy or investing your energy? X marks a spot. So what people say when they're looking for treasure. And X is actually a Greek letter pronounced Chi, which is short for the meaning Christ. Sometimes you'll hear people say Xmas for Christmas, and they aren't replacing Christ. The X or Chi stands for Christ, so as Christians, X does mark the spot where our treasures can be found. Right now, while you're sitting there, tons of events are taking place in your body that are necessary for your survival. Your heart is beating. If you're in average physical condition, your heart is beating 60 to 70 times per minute. That's 93,000 times in a day, 655,000 times in a week. It stays busy. Most of the time, it fuels itself, it repairs itself, it paces itself, and alters itself in response to your lifestyle with no conscious effort on your part. Medical evidence indicates that the heart begins to beat in the unborn even before the brain is formed. The heart is what sustains life. The heart is what connects us to God. David said in Psalm 139, verse 13 and 14, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. We are wonderfully complex. Every one of us has a unique heartbeat. There's a slight difference in every one of our heartbeats, and that makes us different. Does anyone recognize this? This is referred to as the inverted Jenny. 
In the early 1900s, the Postal Service used a Curtis JN4 biplane, also called a Jenny, to deliver mail. On May 10, 1918, this red and blue stamp accidentally displayed a Jenny flying upside down. This happened because each sheet of the 24-cent stamps were printed into two colors, so they had to be fed through the printing machine twice. On the second time, it was printed upside down. So the blue, paint, blue plane in the red frame appeared upside down on the stamps. 100 were sold before the post office noticed the error and began printing the plane right side up again. All 100 stamps were sold in a single sheet to a stamp collector. He paid $24 for the stamps. The sheet later resold and was separated into individual stamps. In November of 2007, an unidentified bidder paid $977,500 for just one stamp. That's almost a million dollars for just a unique stamp. We are each unique, and God knows that we are valuable and we all make mistakes. I've been going to Bible classes and reading Bible stories my whole life. When I was younger, I loved the stories of the heroes and the kings and of the mighty and the powerful. But as I've gotten older, I've learned to appreciate the stories of those who have fallen short and messed up. I can identify with these because I mess up and I'm not perfect by any stretch. But I also know the good news, and that's God's love and forgiveness. Did you know that Abraham was too old, Sarah laughed at God's promises, Moses stuttered and questions God's judgment, Joshua was scared, David's armor didn't fit and he was too young, he also killed a man and had an affair, Hosea's wife was a prostitute, Amos' only training was in a school of fig tree pruning, Jacob was a liar, John was self-righteous, the Apostle Paul spent his early life murdering Christians, Jeremiah was depressed and suicidal, Samson got drunk. Samson got revenge, Noah got drunk, and Moses had a temper. None of these people were perfect. They're just ordinary people that God used in extraordinary ways. We are all ordinary, but God can still use us. Being used by God in his kingdom is not all about being perfect. It's about being willing and surrendering our hearts to him. So, our hearts, our hearts should determine the way we think, the way we feel, and the way we act. It is the internal guidance system that God has placed in us for a purpose. It's not by accident. So remember, the heart is an amazing organ that God designed. It never rests for more than a second, and it's very efficient. Its moving parts are almost indestructible, and it is far more durable than any man-made pump. I'm going to close with Mark chapter 12 and verse 30. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. At this time, if you feel your heart isn't in the right place with God, or you want to become part of our family, won't you come as we stand and sing?